You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. This is uh, Dr. Charles Aux, and uh, coming to you uh, with an awesome episode today on a Tuesday afternoon. And I have with me our very special guest, Miss Jean Lee. Jean is uh, mm-hmm. teaching at the University, Michigan State University, my, my fault. Uh, <laughs> and um, we, we have never really uh, met each other uh, in person and, and never really had a cha- chance to chat before. So I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Charles. Thanks for having me. I've been a long-term admirer from afar, and I've, I think I've even referenced some of your presentation materials with my own students. Awesome. awesome. Well, I, I've heard nothing but wonderful things about you, and, and then I put up a little promo this morning on Facebook, and everyone's like, she's awesome. She's awesome. So I'm so <laughs> glad that you're here, and I'm glad that we're able to to make it work. I know you're you're busy with uh, your teaching schedule and your kids' schedule, and I feel the same way. i got in the middle of baseball season, and concert coming up next week. And so there's all this going on, but uh, it's so great that you're here and um, looking forward to just getting to know you and chat with you and share all the great things you're doing. So tell us a little bit about your background and um, you know where you're from and where you've been and where you are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I, I am in Michigan, born and raised. And um, apparently when I was 15 years old, I went up to my old orchestra director, Marilyn Kessler, mm. and told her I was going to have her job one day. And 12 years later, I had her job. So uh, the power of manifestation right there. That's amazing. So um, it just like when you have those things that are um, your those goals, you know, and then it finally comes true. It's like really just amazing. Yeah, right it was it was really neat. And I I thought I was going to be like well established in my 40s and so on, but mm-hmm. when I when I finally took over that program, and this is this is you know the program I grew up in, really great orchestra program, um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma's public schools, Oklahoma's high school, and um, but no, I, I I got it as a young teacher at that time. I'd only had four years of experience, but um, and I landed mm-hmm. my dream job and um, thought I was going to retire there, but uh, think you know things. It, things happen. <laughs> things do happen that way. And that's, that's, you know, life, life is amazing. And, uh, you, you sometimes just look back and you go, I never thought that was going to happen. And then it does. Yeah. And yeah, that, that could be in good ways or bad ways too, because I've, I've no. also had that happen as well, but, um, <laughs> All good. All good. No, I, I, um, just, still live in Okama, still surrounded by former students and so on and, um, wonderful colleagues, but, um, you know, like, I, you know, third child, a surprise child was born and I needed more flexibility. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I thought I was going to be a stay at home mom and literally not even two weeks into being a stay at home mom, I got recruited by MSU to come and join their faculty. So Wonderful. I- well, it's, it's, I know it's a great place and um, there's been a lot of um, awesome things that have come out of, of Michigan state and university of Michigan. And that whole area is like the whole state is really, really string focused and a a great programs there. And, you know, um, you've, there's like been a lot of legends that have just gone through and been, been from Michigan, you know, the string legends, you know, the the recent passing of Bob Culver, obviously very, um, a huge loss for the profession. And, you know, I, I, I didn't really know uh, Bob that well, but, you know, he taught my sensei, Bob Gillespie. So I feel like I'm a Culver grandchild, uh, pedagogically. Um, and so, uh, there's a lot of things I know that, 
uh, a lot of us do. So there's that whole area is just, you know, ex, uh, an explosion of amazing string folks. Yeah. Uh, there and, yeah. Yep, very, yeah. very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Just um, these giants in the string world. Yeah. And um, Bob Culver, I mean, I, I took a course with him and I still carry his teaching every day with me, the master teacher <laughs> profile. You know, when, once I'm done with my lessons, even this morning, I'm like, okay, did I make, did I scan the room enough? Did I make enough eye contact? Were my, were my jokes still relatable? Or was it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's funny how we, we self-assess so much, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, all those strategies that, um, you know, has been passed down from teacher to teacher to teacher still stand today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing at Michigan State now and, um, you know, some of the initiatives you have and how it's going for you. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's being that, that you're yeah. the, the convert from the public school teacher to the college teacher and and, and, and how it's worked for you. Uh, it's It's been a really fun journey so far. Um, Got to say, I, I was just telling one of my colleagues, I think earlier this morning, I'm, I feel like I'm in my element now. Um, it's... Uh, it's a unique position. There's no other position like it right now in the College of Music in that um, not only am I teaching, but I'm also um, recruiting in, in uh, music. Yep. Ed. Um, so I, right now it's 60% it's teaching. I, I've got three courses that I'm teaching right now, just you know, class strings, string methods, and um, a graduate pedagogy course. And um, and then the other days, I'm literally traveling around the state, clinicking with other orchestras and doing a lot of relationship-based recruiting. Mm -hmm. And I have so much fun doing that. Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> was one of the definite perks of college teaching was the ability to go out and do those kind of things and recruit and just um, have a variety of experiences and kids. And yeah, that's super yeah. fun. It is because I mean, back, well, you know how it is back when I was actually in the classroom, I get invitations. I just couldn't go. There just wasn't time enough bandwidth. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like it's such a beautiful cross section of our string programs around the state. Nice. Really fantastic teaching going on. And um, it's, it's all good energy. Mm -hmm. Really happy doing it. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Uh, you know, I sometimes feel like I turn down more than I am able to accept. Yeah. And, uh, that's what it is, you know, and it's a good feeling and it's a good problem to have. And, you know, I love my classroom. I love my kids. And so, and for me right now, in terms of uh, my family, you know, uh, timing and schedules yeah. and my retirement schedule, hopefully, you know, down the road, uh, it's going to be a little while, but, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's <laughs> it, that, that fits me, you know, and so that's great that it's worked out for you and that you've been able to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, my recent move last year to my new high school was, uh, I love my former high school like crazy, but most of my move to my new high school was family related. Um, I was, you know, 20 miles from home before I'm four miles from home now. So like, mm -hmm. it's a, just a huge, it's a life changing experience. You know, I can't even listen to a full movement of a symphony now on the way to school <laughs> <laughs> because it's too short. Um, so it's just those long commutes sometimes, you know, cause yeah. you could kind of de decompress, you know, yeah. <laughs> the so I didn't miss, I, I missed that, the kind of that alone time, but at the same time, I don't miss spending all that time. And when there yeah. was traffic real like you know, in Atlanta, it can get pretty ugly. So, um, oh, you know, yeah. so it's that. And then I'm, now I'm on the same schedule as my children, um, and my two boys. And so we have our breaks together, exactly together. And we had some together before, but not all of them. And now it's, everything's there and, you know, uh, it's, it's good. So I, I totally understand, you know, like that need for 
you know, having that time with your family and, and making that time because I know uh, my boys are 14 and 12 now and I have six more years and they're both going to be gone. It's going to yeah. go fast. Yeah, it's it great. Yeah, like like I said, I never thought I would leave public school teaching. Really, truly didn't. But, uh, you know, family first. And, That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, it was a lot because my husband at, back at the time is also, he's also a musician. Was okay. Also a director and so between their two schedules and three kids it was insane and so uh, when the pandemic started he took time off to be a stay-at-home dad and then it was and and then it was my turn okay so. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's give and take it's give and take what is your principal instrument uh violin, violin. i was a double major violin and piano oh nice oh piano okay very cool <laughs> very cool and um so what uh before you came to michigan state you were at what what school were you at I was at Okemos High School. Okay. Okemos School, born and raised. So I'm very, very local. I used yeah. to be embarrassed about it, but now, now with the role that I'm doing, it, it's actually really helping because I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Make sure those those that networking connection, super yes. important, super important. So you went through that school program and then you went back and took over that position. Took over that program. And that's the only it's position good. that you've had then. Huh? That's the only position that you've had besides uh, Michigan State? No. Okay. No. okay. Um, my very first job was in the Jackson Public Schools. Jackson. Okay. And that's all in Michigan. Yep. Okay. Michigan. I don't know. All, I don't know. All yeah, no, that's like, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and it's kind of funny, a little ironic, because, you know, growing up, I'd argue with my parents and I'd like threaten to move really, really far away. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm back in my hometown, just five minutes away from mom and dad. Wow. But- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's great things about that too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I had looked at doing that when I got out of school and when I, uh, you know, I'm from Ohio. So when I got out of uh, undergraduate, there were like no positions anywhere remotely close to, um, in Ohio, you kind of, someone had to die to, you know, for you to find a job. So um, I looked nationally and I just moved sight unseen to Las Vegas from Ohio and Oh my gosh, top, I almost did that. Top middle school uh, out there, <laughs> sight unseen, never had been out west, never saw the school, just stepped in. And it was probably one of the greatest things I could have done because I, I had some amazing mentors there. And uh, it was just it was just an awesome experience and got to teach middle school. And in my second year teaching, I opened a brand new school. And wow. uh, just it was uh, a lot of ups and downs with that, but um, mostly ups and just some of the great years of my teaching. Uh, even my first few years were just awesome because I had so many great mentors. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. The, the mentoring aspect of it is huge. And I, I think that's also why I kind of remained in this area because I had so many uh, fantastic built-in mentors mm-hmm. uh, to, to rely on some great resources. And um, But it's really funny. You said Las Vegas. That was almost my story. I was about to take a job in Las Vegas and then I got a phone call and, and Jackson Public Schools had just opened up. And yep. so I yep. went there instead. Yeah. Wow. It, it, you know, <laughs> when I was there, it's, it's a great place to be. There are so many fine teachers and I had all like all these. Uh, I learned from so many amazing teachers, Chuck Cushionary and Shelly Berger and my mentor, um, Bar- Barbara James and um, they're just awesome people out there. And, um, and I, then I got to work with Jeremy Wilson Hume and my, my friend, Jeff Newman, and all these people that were just people that I learned from, you know, and um, it shaped me uh, in, in immeasurable ways. Yeah. So. And, and nothing can replace those first like four or five years in your career. You learn so much. I mean, <laughs> To this day, I still credit my very first job for practically teaching almost everything I know. Cause I mean, 
I have the imaginable situation happened in those first four mm-hmm. years. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are some of the um, the things that you're seeing in String Ed that um, like you're like happy about, excited about, or some of the things that you're concerned about? Do you have any, you know, the re- recent trends or things that you're seeing happening going on? Yeah, I um, and it's I talk about this with my non-String Ed students a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, the teacher shortage, of course. Yep. Um, and then you and then you narrow that down to music teacher shortage and then string teacher shortage. It's probably worse. I don't know. I mean, have there have there been any studies recently with the numbers? I know that there was a long time ago there were some studies. Yeah, I no. wonder if there's anything recent. I'm sure there are. I'm I'm working on on finding them. So this this part of my research is relatively new. So that's that's a goal this year is to cool. get more updated statistics. Um but yeah, so now when I'm teaching like the class strings, the string methods courses, I'm I'm always I'm always reminding my my instrumental and vocal ed people, you need to keep an open mind because this is a real this is a reality for it, you. You're yeah. probably gonna get the section of strings at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of the best string teachers I know, like Daniel Long, um, Gay Villaserta, I mean, come do not come from the string world initially. Mm-hmm. So um Gosh, and I even we even have a recent MSU grad who's just killing it in Oxford. Yes, yes. Um, Shout out to Marissa Weller. So <laughs> it, it it happens. Um, you know, uh, there's a a gentleman that we had on the on my podcast several times, Adam Gresham, and uh, he's a percussionist, and um, he just said, "I'm going to do strings." And then the last uh, was uh, well, it wasn't last this past year, but the year before, he went to the Michigan workshop with um, Michael Hopkins. He went to the Ohio yeah. State workshop. And studied oh. privately with some teachers in town, and he is absolutely killing the middle school um, there and doing great work. And uh, it's just so fun to see that mm-hmm. if you want something, you can do it. And it, you know, um, I don't know how many of us string folks go the other way and go to the band world, but we not do. as many, maybe. No, I don't know. But, it's surprising. I, I mean, I, I know quite a few who do, but um, they need to toot their own horns a little bit more, I think, though. Probably. <laughs> I, haven't, I, I don't know personally anybody, but um, there's got to be some folks out there that, oh, I that do, do that and they're as well. doing a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so fun. Um, and anything else that you can think of? Um, uh, well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. You know, so we just did a shout out to to folks who, you know, who are not initially string teachers going into strings. But I mean, I think um, just a trying to attract more into string education. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some mindset shifts that I think need to happen in the string world that we're a little slow to do. Um, you know, I guess these days I've been kind of ruminating a lot on, on the on the various philosophies. Like, why is there such a such a distinct line between performance and education. Yes. And me right now, I, I'm I'm right in the middle because I not only am I teaching ed students, but I'm also teaching so many um, graduate students, DMA students, right? Okay. Uh, and um, and trying to get them to be to adapt more of a teacher mindset as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a the whole part about how accessible are we actually making the certification process to our students to become educators. Yes. I mean, so, we, we sometimes it felt like when I was in teaching college, it felt like it was so difficult just to jump through the, all those hoops to become a teacher. And, you know, kids would either struggle or fail and then be like, oh, I'm just done. You know, and rather than making it to the point where we can, um, you know, help them get through it and make it a little bit more simple, not that it should be easy, but it doesn't, I mean, 
part of learning how to teach is teaching, you know, and, and getting out there and doing it. And, um, you know, the student teaching experience is great, but I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's definitely not enough, but how long are we going to keep these teachers in college for six years? It's not a six year degree, you know? So, um, that, that's, that it is, those are the, some big challenges, you know, just to get through everything. Yeah. And yeah. and I think I have kind of another weird, I don't want to say weird, but interesting perspective in that I'm, I'm an immigrant or a child mm -hmm. of immigrants. And so um, I sympathize a lot with our international students who come in because the educate, the music education system there is set up so differently from how it is in America with our public schools, especially. Mm -hmm. and so they come here and they have, they, they just think that just having a performance degree is enough to get them into a certification program later on. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many, how many students contact me here. They are in the United States. They want a steady job. They want benefits. And what are they doing? They are, they are teaching more than they are performing once they yes. graduate. And so they're like, well, how do I get certified? And, and it's like, oh my gosh, and, you know, their, their applied professors never really talked about this with them. They had right. no idea what the system was like. And, and um, you, again, we don't make it easy. And so <laughs> right. Right now, one of the things, one of the amongst many other things in, in our music ed department, but one of the conversations we are having is, you know, what can we do to create a master's with certification program? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and seeing how many credits you can count towards that. And right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that, the international component does make things a little bit more complicated, but if there's any way we can make it, make that happen, that'd be great. And, you know, and also being really honest that music ed is not very diverse in the makeup of its teachers either. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, just, just trying to diversify the pool a little bit more too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, yeah. There's all, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot <laughs> going on right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and then um, what are what are some of the things that you're like uh, any future research or future plans or things that you're thinking about, like long term goals at the university? Well, I am there to rebuild the program. OK, um, so the uh, so the string ed position was vacant for a long time, I think, like six right. or seven years. I had heard and about so that. Right. And what's kind of funny is that um, a few years ago, I think maybe four years four years ago, um, a bunch of us um, string teachers in Michigan and well, alumni, MSU alumni, actually not just Michigan, but all over, we wrote a letter to the Dean of the College of Music saying, what's going on? We really need to fill this position. Mm -hmm. And so then they created like a, they created a committee to try to bring it back. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's so funny because I think I, I was one of the first people to sign that letter and I helped draft it. <laughs> and it was one of the first people. Uh -huh. And you got the job. <laughs> Hire me. Yeah. But like you said, you weren't expecting that, you know? And, no, um, I wasn't at all. It was not yeah. in the career yeah. plan yeah. at all. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, a lot of the professors at the universities have the, the terminal degree. And I, I'm assuming that you don't have that uh, terminal degree. I do not have right a now. PhD yeah. or a DNA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this is my 20th year of teaching. And yeah. I, I joke around, but it's actually not a joke because it's true. I'm like, well, I was too busy teaching and having babies, you know? <laughs> right. No. And, and, and that was the thing. Like I, I had, you know, done, um, started mine and all that before kids. And I had my kids later, I, I would say later compared to a lot of people. And so um, if I had to try to do that now, I don't think I could do it, you know? And it was hard enough. It was hard enough finishing it with two young ones, you know? Um, it was the, the worst year of my life, honestly. 
I could say that truthfully. <laughs> um, just the uh, everything that was going on at that time was the worst year of my life. And um, waking up, you know, uh, 3.30 in the morning, writing, oh, um, and then, you know, out the door with, you know, kids, daycare and whatnot and teaching all day. And, um, and then, you know, just being the college professor and uh, conference presentations and all that going on. And so, and then it's, it was just, that was the daily grind and then get, you know, baseball and kids bed and then wake up next morning, do it again. So my gosh. Yeah. yeah it was, it was a, a really tough, tough, tough. My time. husband's living that right now. He's work, he's working full-time teaching full-time and doing his PhD. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we've got our three little ones. Yeah. I can't, our, today especially is, is quite the juggle because he has to drive out to Detroit for his class and I have yeah. to teach his class. And so thank God grandma and grandpa are nearby. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when you have that, that family part that, that really helps. Right. That really helps. Yeah. yeah. It does help. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if a PhD is in the works for me at this point, but maybe when the kids are a little older, if I find a topic I'm I'm real passionate about, maybe I'll pursue it then. But right now I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just on the road recruiting and. Yeah. <laughs> but, it so but it sounds like, um, you know, where you are, it's like that you are the person and you're like the perfect fit for that position. You know, I hope in, so. In I certainly know enough people. I, knowing I think the area and yeah. knowing the people and obviously, you know, your pedagogical knowledge and, and all that's great too. So, and personality, like you, you, I think you have like a, a, a really good foundation for being able to do all that really, really, really well. So well, thank you, yeah. Charles. Well, you're welcome. Of course. <laughs> of course. You know, I, like I said, I've, uh, I've had a lot of guests on here and, you know, uh, personality is really important in teaching. And, and I think, we have, uh, there's a lot of performers too that I've met and like, oh, I want to teach. And I was like, I just don't know if that's the right fit, you know, for it's because it's a personality thing. It's a work ethic thing. It's a, a musician thing. And it's a relationships thing. You know, teaching is the relationship. very relationship based. Oh my goodness. Right now with my um, graduate pedagogy course, I mean, um, a, a lot of it is, is just, I keep telling them like, you just need to surround yourselves with a community of teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to build relationships with your students and with other teachers and you got to have people you can talk to and discuss these things with because it's such a humbling profession. You never know what you're going to get. Every day is yes. different. Every personality needs something different. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but it's such a rewarding profession, you know, and um, I, I enjoyed my college years. I enjoy uh, the public school teaching, I think, more, but um, that's not to say that I would not ever do public you know, college teaching again, I might do that, you know? So yeah. like, like you, like we said, you never know where you're going to end up and what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> so I, I think that's really cool that you see that about, about yourself and in your career. And I, I could see myself going back to the public schools too, at some point, cause it was bittersweet, you know, like yeah. I had all these other career goals. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to take my groups to the big conference. I want, you know yeah. what I mean? I wanted to take them to ASTA national and, and everything, but, yeah. um, Again, family first, so I needed Absolutely. the flexibility. So, um, and and you you know your kids are uh, a little younger than mine, but you have you have three. You said I have three, three, three very ambitious boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, all boys too. Okay, so boys. Yeah, we're in the same boat there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, mine. You know, you're you're just having a conversation, and then all of a sudden they're like wrestling in the kitchen. It's like, what? Oh gosh. What? what yes. Like, where does that come from? But, uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it goes fast. And so, like you said, you know, um, 
you make sacrifices for your uh, in your career for your family and it's totally worth it it's mm-hmm. totally worth it it, it is everything so- else when once they're gone uh you got all the time in the world to do whatever you want so yeah but it right now it's baseball more baseball and that's pretty much what my kids do i coach <laughs> and manage and uh we're there monday wednesday saturday sunday and some, i was gonna say you and sometimes fridays so it's, uh, but it's super fun and I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, but wow. So Gene, so awesome to have you on the show. And um, I'm glad that we were able to finally make it work. I know we had like juggled schedules for a little while and, yeah. um, but I'm glad That's that you're able to be here. Um, and uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, uh, is there any way that people can contact you if they have questions about just you or having you out to do stuff or Michigan state? Can you let, give us your um, your contact information? And of course, I'll put it in the description of the podcast too, but you want to shout it out for us, your your sure. email? Yeah, my email is super easy. It's my same email from my undergrad, which I was very <laughs> happy <hilarious. about. laughs> um, It's just simply leejean at msu.edu. So L-E-E-J-E-A-N as in Nancy at msu.edu. I'm on right. social media. I'm on Instagram at Jean Lee Studio. Okay. Um, my is my handle on Instagram. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll um, definitely put that in the description as well. Uh, but thanks you again for for being here. Uh, it's really great to get to know you. And um, oh, you will you be at uh, Midwest or Asta this year? Um, I'm not sure about Midwest right yeah. now, but definitely at Asta. I'm on a couple committees for great. Asta, so I'll be there. <laughs> well, I will definitely see you there, and uh, we can chat some more. But uh, everybody, thanks again for uh, listening in to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Dr. Charles Lauchs and Gene Lee, thanks again for being here. We will see you all next time. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.